Welcome to another episode of the Climbing Hinge Podcast. You have to make a reality where only you and the fish exist. Now, what in the world am I talking about? What in the, what does that have to do with your relationship? What does that have to do with my relationship? It's a good question. And what it has to do with is focus and distractions and not being distracted from things that don't really matter. And the, 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 the quote, you have to make a reality where only you and the fish exist, comes from an episode of Hannibal, which is a TV show um, about serial killers and FBI profilers and whatnot. And it's a scene where Will Graham, he's an FBI profiler, he, he's really good, he has pure empathy, he can get inside the minds of the serial killers and understand how they think and what they do. He's ice fishing, middle of the winter, with his superior Jack Crawford. Jack Crawford's played by the wonderful actor Lawrence Fishburne. And so anyways, they're fishing. Will explains to Jack that in the wintertime, the, the trout which he's fishing for, their metabolism slows, and so they're much more reluctant to bite. They're not as hungry, so it's harder to get him to bite. And Jack, Jack asked Will, well, how do you get him to bite? And Will says, well, you know, you gotta change your tactics. Use live bait. You gotta excite them. You gotta make them think that your lure is the one thing they want despite everything they know. And Jack says, you gotta make them bite on instinct, right? Will says, yeah, you gotta create a reality where only you and the fish exist. And that fish, despite knowing everything and despite knowing better, takes a bite out of your bait. And then Jack says to Will, and one wrong move, and that fish swims away, right? And that's right. And what happens many times when people are fishing or working to get their partner back or working to forge a better union with their partner is they let distractions get into their mind and then those distractions causes changes in behavior so if i'm fishing and i'm, I'm trying to make a reality with my own reality with that fish so we only, only me and the fish exist so i can get inside its head and understand what it wants and what it's looking for to make it bite if I'm letting distractions in my head, I might get anxious and my, my bait will start moving erratically. The fish will see that and he does what? It looks suspicious, he swims away. It doesn't look like a real bait. Same thing happens in relationships all the time. I let ideas and thoughts get into my mind, such as, is she seeing somebody else? Or somebody told me they saw my girlfriend or my ex-girlfriend who I'm trying to get back with having drinks. And she was talking to guys at the bar. Oh my God, what's going on? Is she, is she meeting other guys? Or somebody tells me, hey, I saw your, your wife's social media post. Looks like she's really happy. But I know we're going through a divorce. How could she be so happy? Causes me to get angry. Or... One of my parents say something to the effect of, she's not coming back. She's, she's stringing you along. Or one of my friends says, you deserve better. All of these are the types of distractions 
that will cause you to fail in your relationship or cause you to fail in partnering back up with your spouse, your partner, a loved one who you're trying to reforge a more beautiful union with. Distractions will cause you to have performance issues. Your behavior will be affected by it. I might become more anxious. I might become more, more pushy and, and stressful and forcing the other person because I'm worried that my, my ex is gonna meet somebody else. So then I press and I'm too available and I do other things. My partner knows it and it causes problems. All right, so what we're gonna do on this episode is really, how do we create a reality where only you and the fish exist? You and your partner, that's it. What we're gonna do is first of all, talk through three different um, issues, scenarios, whereby people let distractions into their mind that causes them to have failures, performance failures, anxiety, stress, pressure, whatever, anger, jealousy. We're gonna go through each of those scenarios. We're gonna talk about how it plays out and how it causes you to act in ways where your partner will become suspicious, uncomfortable, whatever it may be. And then what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about some strategies that you can use to implement to stay focused on task, on plan, so that you can have success. All right, so let's go through some uh, scenarios here. I've got three of them. And the first one is, um, I'm worried, um, let's just set it up here first. So uh, uh, me and my partner are broken up, we're not together. We've, we're communicating somewhat, we're, we're spending some time here and there. We're not back together, obviously. Um, my partner isn't emotionally committed to me, she doesn't trust me, she's got anger towards me. So it's hard, it takes work. But I'm worried that if I don't get her back, she's gonna meet somebody else and I'm gonna Lose her forever. So if I'm, if I'm worried about that, what it's gonna happen is it's gonna get in the back of my mind, especially the more I think about it. It's gonna cause me to have anxiety. It's gonna cause me to feel stressed. It's gonna cause me to possibly pressure. It's gonna cause me to be too available to my partner because I'm worried that she's gonna meet somebody else. And when I do this, um, what's gonna happen? Um, my partner, my ex, is going to see and feel that I'm too available because I'm worried that if, if I'm not available, she might see somebody else. So it decreases my value by doing that, right? We know from a balance of power how this works. If one person has a greater interest in the relationship than the other, other person has more powerful and I become less attractive. So if I'm always available because I'm worried that my partner is going to meet somebody, I weaken myself. I, my attraction goes down, my trustability goes down, and it makes it more likely that she will meet somebody else, ironically, right? Or she might feel that I'm pushing too much and she, she feels it, like, what's going on here? Why are you pressuring me so much? Just like the fish feels it if my bait is wiggling too fast. I'm too eager, she senses it. All of those things will lead to failure. Um, always happens, always the case. By the way, if she knows that I'm too available and I'm pushing and I'm too eager, she probably knows that if she wants me, she can have me. 
And then you get into the issue of what's called fence riding, where the other person knows they can have you if they want, because it's too obvious, because you're too available, you're pressing, you're too eager. And they're not coming back to you because they're not emotionally healed. They haven't forgiven you. They still have anger. They don't trust you. And then they fence ride. They meet other people. So acting this way causes you to self-sabotage, right? Okay. Now, that's scenario number one. Scenario number two is um, she's friendly or she's open to talking to other guys, not necessarily dating, but she'll, she's more open with other people and other guys than you. And you see this or hear about it, and you say, well, why can't she talk to me? Why is she so friendly with this guy? And that causes the same problems again because you're making an invalid comparison about yourself with other people. And one of the things that comes up is a lot of times people will see that she's talking to other people online, but not me. And then you immediately make the comparison. Well, why? Well, for what purpose? Well, A, she might be closed off to you. Might be past trauma, past issues where she's got boundaries associated with you and different boundaries with different people. So you don't want to be looking to see what she's doing and making comparisons to you. Whatever your relationship is with her is about you and her. She makes her behavioral decisions based upon that, not other people. Now, if I'm looking and see who she's talking to or if she's talking to other guys and she's not talking to me in the same way it's gonna make me angry mad i'm gonna get anxiety and my behavior will then show it i'll be disappointed i might be erratic i might be anxious she will feel this and she'll be like what's going on with you what's wrong with you and why and i can't tell her but if i do she'll be like oh my god why can't you understand this so those are things you need to push out of your mind. You can't let them seep in. If they seep in, it'll cause you to self-sabotage. Okay, so that's scenario number two. Scenario number three has to do with friends and family. And what friends and family will do is say things like, she's never coming back. Don't get your hopes up. You deserve better, right? I saw her with another guy. I saw her online and she was talking about how great a day she had or how happy she is. And she broke up with you and she's happy? How can that be? All of these things, if you let them get in your mind, will cause you to self-sabotage. Because if I think she's happy and I'm not because she broke up with me, I'm going to think that she's really, really happy to be broken up with me. And it's going to cause me to have... Again, anger, anxiety, stress. And again, none of these are valid um, descriptions about what's really going on. By the way, many times, a person could be depressed or sad or lonely or whatever it is that they're going through, and they can be online talking about how great things are. I hope everybody knows that. What you see in people's personas online is not their reality. Nobody, for the most part, is gonna go online and say, I am a complete mess. I am depressed, I am doing horrible. Um, it typically doesn't happen. And what a lot of people do, 
is they will compensate for their inner feelings and try to go online to raise them. I'm having a great day. It's called positive self-talk and positive affirmations. So you try to give yourself those positive affirmations and people do it online. Whatever you see online, discount it and don't bring it into your real world. That's my advice on this. Um, if you have friends and family that are giving you advice, such as she's never coming back or don't get your hopes up, what you should probably do is tell them respectfully to stop. I don't, I'm, thank you, but I don't need to hear what you have to say about this. It's damaging to let them do it. If they're doing it, well, because they, they care about you. Everybody has a bias. Nobody has been in your footsteps, your foot, your shoes, or your partners to understand what either of you have experienced. So they don't know about all the things that have happened, the past trauma, the hurt, the anger, the pain. If people are telling you things, shut them out and ask them respectfully the two, that's okay, but you don't, please don't have to tell me this. So those are the three scenarios um, that we want to really focus on keeping out of our mind. You might say, well, well, how will I know then if, if, you know, if she's dating somebody, what should I do? You go by boundaries and you observe your partner's boundaries, how open they are or how close they are to you, how, how frequently they talk to you, and that gives you indications about what's going on with them. If you observe boundaries, and we'll do a podcast on that, that'll be a much better gauge or indicator of what's allowable and what's not for you. Okay, so let's get into strategies for dealing with distractions and maintaining focus. So what we wanna do is maintain our focus and shut out the distractions. So what we're gonna do is go through four different um, methods that you can work on and use and perfect to create your bubble, your performance bubbles, that, so you can create that reality, as Will Graham says, where only you and your partner exist. All right, so we're gonna go through four uh, strategies or techniques that you can use. Strategy number one is to create your performance bubble. And a performance bubble is like your, your personal shield where nothing can get in. Um, and talk about some, some nuances of it. A lot of people, um, and athletes and so on and so forth, will give it a name. And so one, one person, quarterback in the NFL, he calls his zero dark 10, 10 for his, his jersey number. And he had a lot of, this quarterback, was, uh, he used to play for the Bears, he had a lot of problems with getting distractions and getting them into his mind. He would read critics and sports columnists and talking about he couldn't get the job done and that would seep into his mind and cause performance issues. And so he created the performance bubble and he calls it Zero Dark Ten and nothing gets in. No negative chatter, no doubts, nothing. It's about positivity and laser focus. And what you want to do is give your performance bubble a name his is zero dark 10, right? And you give it an image, you give it sound, you give it smell, a touch and feel. What does it look like? Nothing can get in. Um, along with this is you wanna have some routines and, and one of the good ways to do it is a number of steps. You have a planned warm up. So if you're going to perform or go somewhere, you have a consistency for what you're gonna do. 
If you're meeting with your partner, for example, after you've been broken up for a while, have a, have a set routine. We'll kind of talk about what that looks like. Have some keywords that, that create your intent. So for example, I want to have, I want to be relaxed. I want to be smile. I want to calm. I want relaxed, smile, calm. Deep breathing, relaxed, smile, calm. Um, so breath work is another one we want to add on to this. Positive imagery. I want to see myself performing in this environment. And then of course, positive self-talk. If I'm relaxed and comfortable and I have an open body and eye contact and I speak in a relaxed, calm manner and I say the right things, of course, my partner is going to feel better about me. All right, so create your performance bubble. What you should do is give it a name, um, give it some context, some imagery, use these things such as keywords, breath work, imagery, and positive self-talk to get into the zone. This is my zone. Nothing is getting in. None of this nonsense that we talked about online, social media crap, or people trying to get in my ears, but she's never coming back. Eliminate that nonsense. All right, scenario or strategy number two is what's called dress rehearsals. And this involves two people, person A, person B. Person A, what you want to do is get into your performance bubble. And when you do that, you visualize your routine, your intent, what you're going to do. I'm calm, I'm relaxed, I'm focused. My bubble, my bubble is Zod1, okay? So I'm using Zod1, that's my bubble name. No distractions get in Zod1. Zod obviously coming from another podcast where we talked about Zod and his singular purpose. All right, so I see myself in my performance bubble. It's nothing's getting in, it's strong, it's a force field, it's only me and my partner. I'm relaxed, I'm calm, I'm talking in a, a relaxed, calm, soothing way. And as I'm doing that, person B tries to distract me. And they can distract me by making noises, sounds, trying to talk to me. They can do any of those things except, you know, highly insultive language and they can't touch, right? So person A is in their dress rehearsal, working through their performance bubble with their intent, with imagery, breath work, talking, looking how they want to perform. Person B is trying to distract them, all right? So use dress rehearsals. And I think we'll do that in some of the coaching sessions that we do with, with people as well to give it a run. Strategy number three is called tick talk. And tick is task irrelevant. And talk is task objective. Task irrelevant, task objective. Tick tock, tick tock. So a tick is anything that is irrelevant to what you are doing now and what your objective is. It's task irrelevant. A talk is something that is task objective, something that allows you to go forward and actually achieve your objective or your outcome. So if you ever experience a tick, immediately move to a talk. Task irrelevant, task objective. Task irrelevant, task objective. If you're talking about something and it's task relevant, I'll say tick and you say talk. It's kind of a catchy way to, to work on it and do it. A third strategy is to use cues and triggers, and that we, we kind of already talked about this uh, within the creating the performance bubble. We're going to go in through a little bit more detailed example, and this is from Greg Luganis, who is an Olympic uh, diver. I think he won several gold medals. 
And what he does is he has a set routine of, of imagery and keywords. So first of all, what Greg does is I see me as the judge will see me as I'm about to dive. Then I see myself as I'm diving, I see my performance. Then when I'm going out to the board, I relax, breathe, I see the platform, I spot the water, spot water, I kick out and I spot water and that's his, his diving routine. So he's focused and he's focused on his task on hand, his task objective. He's using keywords and imagery to maintain focus when he's doing it. So again, you can do that if you're meeting with your partner, you're in a stressful situation. Again, what is your intent? What are your keywords? Calm, relaxed, open body, eyes focused, remaining non-judgmental face. And you can make up a simple routine for yourself. All right, so those are four strategies. Number one, create your performance bubble. Number two, dress rehearsal with person A and person B. Number three, tick tock. If it's task irrelevant, you go to task objective, tick tock, and then four cues and triggers, and you remember what Greg Luganis did. And creating the performance bubble using some imagery is a, a for, create a force field. Nothing's getting in. None of, the, none of this nonsense. Do not let these things get in your head. I can assure you, and many guys can tell you too, that if they do, they will cause mistakes and failures and some of them can be be major we don't want that to happen all right so if you focus only on you and the fish on you and the partner and you say what are the behaviors that i have to do that will allow my person my partner to trust me to feel emotionally safe with me so that my partner can express themselves that they feel respected and they respect me that I'm behaving in attractive ways. What are, what's gonna happen? Good things are gonna happen, that's what. If I'm worried about, you know, mom, my parents said she's never coming back, or my friend said, you deserve better. Yeah, I do, you know, it's like she's treating me so bad. But that discounts all the stuff that I did in the past to get here, doesn't it? So we gotta phase that stuff out. Create your performance bubble. Be ruthless about it. Like, like many people are too nice when other people are trying to give them advice versus shutting it out. And I think a lot of times, especially when people are talking about gossip, they want to listen. Don't. It's a mistake. All right. So what we want to do is create your reality where only you and your partner exist so that they don't swim away. All right. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of the Climbing Hinge Podcast.